What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we got a good one for you today. We're going to be diving into a B.O.Dub of the week. The Last Ronin, man, by Kevin Eastman and uh, Tom Waltz. Some TMNT action. Dude, my favorite. But I think I have a little explaining to do before we begin. Uh, If anybody listened to last week's show, we mentioned uh, we were going to be diving into some Superman and the Authority. Which... I, I honestly, I was pretty pumped to dive into a little Superman. Yeah, so was I, dude. I'd never had read Superman before. I'd heard good things. I was like, dude, let's do it, man. I'm kind of excited to get into yeah, something I've never done. Same with me. Yep. Uh, but just being frank, you know, we uh, we started it and uh, we we couldn't get into it. We didn't like it. And so we thought uh, we'd better, you know, it'd be better served for the show to dig into a book that we really, really liked and there's no point in getting on here and trashing a book just because, you know, we didn't like it and it didn't land with us. So uh, if you like it and you understood it, we'd love to know why. Uh, jump into our Discord and, <laughs> no, and let d- us know where we went wrong. Definitely. And I think part of it for me and and probably for you as well is like, I mean, I know basic stuff about Superman. You know, I've watched the movies. They're super entertaining. But I don't know a lot about, you know, what's going on with Superman and the old Man of Steel. And so a lot of what was going on in there, like I really, I, I kind of read issue one. I really jo- you know, enjoyed it. Kind of this older, older Superman. And then issue two just was all over the place for me. And I was so lost and confused. Um, so it was, a, it was a challenging for me to read. That's for sure. I'm right with you, man. I picked it up and I thought, okay, issue one's fine. And then dude, I just was lost. Like issue two started up and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. It was a little all over the place for me. So it wasn't my jam, but I definitely uh, would love to hear from you if you read it, what you thought of it, or if there's other Superman, you know, runs we could get into that would be better for us. Please uh, let me know. Cause I'm all about, you know, checking out some new stuff and um yeah let us know over in our discord we would be stoked to hear from you yeah so we pulled a line of scrimmage audible and uh <laughs> <laughs> stoked to get into the last rona though it's one of my favorites so i'm excited to to dig into that man but how are you dude how's your week dude dude i said dude, dude like eight times in a row that's okay um <laughs> no i had a good week man um actually super stoked for this weekend my wife and i are uh, getting out of town a little break Going up, nice. uh, got a cabin up in the woods, and we're just going to go up and do some hiking, get into some cooler weather, and, um, oh, man. you know, love the kiddos, but sometimes you need a little break. Amen. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so this should be good. So, yeah, super stoked on that. Um, I got a little reading in during the week. Um, more like catching up, honestly, just on some, yeah. some issues I've had laying around. Um, I finally read uh, True Cult, which we've kind of talked about. Dude, isn't it good? Another IDW book. Yeah, it was great. I, I liked it. I thought it was hilarious. The main character is so funny. Um, how he just robs the strip mall was had a lot of funny moments and um, super cool. So the issue two just dropped uh, this week. Yeah, um, I have it in my pull list, so I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that and um, really enjoyed it though. You guys were right. You and Ross hit it. Uh, um, it's it's a cool story. Crazy, but cool. So. Did you like the parts when afterwards when he's just getting like super nervous? Yeah, he's like interviewing that lady to to for for a job, and he's like he, the cops roll in, and he's like, "Oh no!" Like he's just in his head, like stay calm and uh, uh-huh. super funny, dude. It's 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 cool. So I'm stoked to pick up issue two. 
Yeah, I just got it in the mail today from Coffee and a Comic. I'm stoked to to dive into it, man. That was a cool yeah. first issue. Then I, I also caught up on Lonesome Hunters. I read issue three, and I think issue four comes out, I think, next week. But um, issue three, super cool, man. Um, Howard is, uh, he's trying to return, um, the old watch, you know, he thinks, Hey, if I return the watch, I'll be good to go. And, uh, uh, that's not how it's, how it's going to go down. So, um, a little nervous for Howard cause he's kind of a scaredy cat. He is man. Uh, I hope, you know, Lupe seems like she's pretty brave. So I, I imagine she's going to get in there and do something, but Dude, that queen is gnarly too, huh? The magpie queen. Dude, Howard's going to really have to learn to use that sword. Yeah. What's funny too is that for a dude who's kind of reluctant to use the sword, I mean, I know he probably thinks there's some importance there, so he doesn't want to just give it away, but it's kind of funny because he hates it so much. You'd imagine he'd just be like, dude, yeah, fine. Take, take the, the sword, sword too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I love but, it, yeah. man. Another fun story. Um, those were probably my two favorite reads uh, of the week. And then um, something I'm super stoked that I haven't read yet, but I'm... Um, Hopefully going to take it with me this weekend and dive into it. But um, it's Batman White Knight. It's a DC. I've heard good things, man. Yeah, it's a black label. And originally, so I think this came out in like 2017, 2018, somewhere around in there. And um, I was trying to recently like collect it in single issues, but it was very challenging. I think it's eight issues. And, um, I have a few of them. I haven't even read them. I was just wanting to collect them all together, you know, to, to, to read it straight through. Yeah. And after struggling to find them, I was like, you know what, I'll just get the trade. Um, and so this came in the mail this week and I'm pumped to dive into it by Sean Murphy. He does, I think he, he wrote it and did the art. Oh, that's cool. I think I've heard, heard of some stuff he's done before. Yeah, and so it's a kind of a different twist on a Batman story. You know, the Joker has um, basically gone sane, and he, you know, he says he's a good guy now, and um, it's gonna be cool. So I'm stoked to dive into that one. Heck yeah, man! Right on. I'm stoked for you to get into it. Let me know how it is. I'll pick it up if it's good, dude. You sh- yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Um, but what'd you get into this week? What are some of your highlights? Dude, really quick, I'm still waiting for the next like compendium edition of Batman the Night because they're already yeah. up to issue nine. Like, it's time to drop that that compendium. I know. Thing. I thought they were going to because it was the first one was only three issues, right? Yeah, yeah, so, really weird. So it's got to be soon because um, I know there's only two issues left. So yeah, uh, for me, dude, I had kind of a light week, um, but I think the best one that I single that I read this week was definitely. Uh, put out by a blaze is called the boogeyman Mm. and uh dude i really enjoyed it man like as far as i can tell from reading it just today and so if i'm wrong i'm sorry but it seems like there's this kid and he believes in the boogeyman and it's kind of like what i wish the closet would have been and so his dad's like trying to tell him hey there's no such thing as boogie boogeyman um but it looks like there's a world of like a bunch of different boogeymen or a bunch of these kind of like uh, like evil characters. I don't know if they're all necessarily boogeymen, uh, but I think I'm trying to break the record for the amount of times I say boogeymen. <laughs> <laughs> because if I say boogeyman one more time, it's already it's like saying kitchen over and over and over, and it starts no, to it's freak just you a out. You funny know? word. Every time you say it, I'm gonna giggle, dude. But his house, he actually does have. 
uh, a boogeyman. A boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it, see, it seems like he's like a high-ranking boogeyman. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but, dude, these two show up, or at least one of them looks like she takes control of this dude at a bus stop, and they she takes them to the house where the kid is, and straight up just you know does some terrible things to his parents and it looks like they're trying to get the kid but the boogeyman at the house is trying it protects the kid oh very cool little twist there yeah and he's like talking to his little uh the boogeyman has like a animal and uh yeah i got himself talking about this comic book now and he's talking to it and he's like i don't know why i saved the kid and so there's all this interesting stuff going on and like i I think he's like death is what i i believe is what the other boogeyman called her called him and uh (laughs) i can't (laughs) and uh so she calls all the other boogeymen (laughs) And so outside the window, he sees like, dude, like 30 boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, out of this story already. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so he goes to the kid and he's like, hey, there's all these boogeymen outside. <laughs> we got to go. Like, they're going to come get you. And uh, so anyway, dude, super rad. I know we're laughing because it's just funny to say that (laughs) word so many times, but really cool story, dude. Really great art. Uh, I'm really interested to see where it's going and what's going on. And the world seems really cool. And like I said, it's it's like what I wish the closet was. Yeah, no, I like how you were given that uh, comparison because the closet kind of was like, um, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was kind of a letdown in the end. Um, And I almost picked this up and the way... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna have to pick it up. I don't know if I don't know if I can now though. I'm just gonna say boogeyman all the time, dude. Uh, it was great though, dude. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, stoked to see where it goes. Nice, dude. Well, good. Yeah, man. Hey, did you get to watch the uh, latest episode of She-Hulk before we dive into our bo dub? Yeah, I did. I did get it in. Um, what do you think, man? It's like um, it's almost just like a like a sitcom-y show, you know, like these last couple episodes. Yeah. What do you think? I'm all right with it. I, dude, before I give all my opinion on that, I did kind of enjoy the the dude who works in the office with them and how he's like a sneaker collector. He's hilarious. And he's got a drip dealer. I just thought that whole bit was really funny. I, dude, again, there was a lot of funny parts. Like I thought I was cracking up when her, uh, I think it's her cousin. Um, what's his name? Is it Chad or Chad? He comes in with a bunch of stuff that he wants her to sign. And she's like, I'm not signing anything for you. Uh, That part was, and he's like, do you know how like a copyright works? Like, Uh um, that part was funny, dude. I was cracking up. I will say the sitcominess. The thing that's weird about it is that the MCU has built up their whole thing of this. Like it's all one world. But She-Hulk feels like it's throwing in stuff that feels unconnected or like, how is this making sense? Or like the thing with Wong, like Wong's too powerful to be doing what he did last episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it just doesn't feel as like, 
like meshed together with the MCU. And if it was like they came out or like, well, this is just a standalone fun thing. I'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, but because there's all this like expectations up front uh, for the world and all the other characters and like, dude, for example, if you remember Daredevil, the Netflix series, mm-hmm. or, you know, when he or anytime any superhero has gone to get their suit made, it's kind of in a grungy, like, you know, this dude's been making superhero suits for a long time and like a hidden little garage. Yeah. But in this one, it's like a really fancy, like, uh, hip. like hip. And it just felt disconnected for me to all of a sudden to see what you saw at the very end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, huh, all right. Uh, so there's just some weird disconnect stuff that throws me off. But I think to just sit down and like, you know. Burn 30 minutes. Yeah, to be entertained for thirty minutes. It's, yeah, it's a it's a fine show. Yeah, no, I, same. I feel the same way. Like, um, it's not my favorite show, but I don't, I don't hate it by any means. I've, I'm still in every episode. I, you know, I enjoyed, and um, I, I like the comic relief, which that's kind of how I see MCU rolling lately. You know, a lot of like just funny stuff, um, which is I don't know, weird, but. It's still, yeah. like you said, it's just entertaining for what it is, you know? Yeah. And you know how they, you know, Daredevil's supposed to make an appearance. Like, is that going to be the only Daredevil appearance is just seeing a, <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope like, not. It, it I probably hope not. will be. And what do they have? Like one or two episodes left? Yeah. I think maybe- that was five. So I think it's only six, isn't it? Or is it eight? It might be eight. I'm not sure, though. You know, yeah. me. I just roll and tell, oh, that was the last one. Yeah, but I mean, it's been okay so far, and um, yeah, I'm still I'm still gonna watch them. Uh, yeah, at least there was no twerking in this one, so mm. that was a win. Yeah, that was a win. I was surprised that there was no real end credit, though. Like you know how I every know. Episode, yeah, that was a little weird. Kind of threw me off a little, but dude, yeah, I'm still having fun. I fast forward and reround uh, through it twice because I was like, maybe I missed it, and I did it again. I was like, nope, there's just no end credit this time. I guess I did the same thing. Yeah, super weird. Cool, brother. Well, what do you say we uh, get? I do that every time. My voice does the same thing every episode when we're going to transition. Cool, brother. Well, what do you say? Well, what do you say we get into some B.O.W.? Dude. (laughs) Here you go, dude. (laughs) Let's get into some B.O.W. Little last Ronin, dude, uh, from IDW. Eastman Laird. First of all. Growing up, you and I, we were both turtle fanatics. Yep. Right? I mean, yep. dude, I had I was dressing up as turtles. I was fighting turtle action figures. I was wearing turtle tees. Probably turtle yep. underwear. Turtle underwear, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but who's your favorite growing up? Mikey. He was... It's, I think that's a lot of kids' favorite growing up. You know, he's just yeah. silly. He's like, like the most relatable yeah. for a kid. Yeah, which is weird because I was uh, my favorite growing up was Mikey, um, and my son though is Roth. He loves Raphael. Yeah, that's who he wants to be twenty four seven. He loves the the Dagwaggers as he calls them, and um, which is what's strange to me. He always, and he always says, "I'm Roth. I have a bad attitude." <laughs> And I'm like, all right. And um, but now as an adult, like, did you are you still like is Mikey your your dude you like the most, or do you like somebody? It's kind of funny. I would say I still de- like if the question's asked of me, I'll say Mikey. But like, in all honesty, dude, I love them all. Yeah, 
Like I, I will say like for a while, I kind of was like, eh, Donatello, take him or leave him. But there's like, there's a lot of really cool Donatello stuff. Dude, I love Don. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things I wanted to mention too up front about this series is that like I had always loved Turtles when I was a kid, was obsessed with the movies, probably have seen them a thousand times. Um, but then this was coming out and it just looked so cool. I was like, yeah, dude, you know, I'm going to give it a, give it a whirl, get into it again. And dude, it pumped me up so much. I went back and like, this was the first turtle comic I picked up. And then I went back and I have the whole entire IDW collection. Did you I relive bought... your childhood all over again? <laughs> dude. And they're so good, man. They did yeah. a great job with them. And then I went and picked up all Eastman and Laird's old stuff and collected editions. So I mean, that's just how powerful this story was for me. Like, it just made the turtles cool again, you know? And I think I was it just... was like that for a lot of people. And I, I read a thing, like, for IDW, I think issue two was, like, the biggest selling comic um, for any IDW book that they put out oh. in the last, like, 20-some years. And I know I they, did, that, like, they did a ton of reprints. Like, I remember, like, I couldn't find issue one for the longest time. I remember when it sold out, my comic shop was out for a while until yeah. that's because the second print took so long. Yeah, so it was mine. And I, I know it was like during COVID times and I heard they had like issues with paper because they're bigger, you know, they're bigger size yeah. issues. So there was all yeah. kinds of craziness that went on during this whole time. I mean, if you really think about it, <clears throat> I think this originally started coming out in what, 2020? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think, and that last issue didn't show up until this year. That's so wild. It it was such a that honestly, as it was coming out, that was really crazily frustrating, dude. So what? <clears throat> a year and a half, almost two years to get five issues. Yeah, and I remember when the fifth one came out, you did it right. Where you, I couldn't wait, and I just read number five. But you did it right, I think, and you reread from the beginning. Yeah, think, you just had to. Yeah, because rereading it this time, just because I bought the hardcover for it, like I would say when I first read it, uh, I freaking was over the moon with issues one and two. Like, just oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this is amazing comic books. Uh, and then it took a while for three, took longer for four, longer even for five. But I felt like three and four were slow. And then issue five came around and with that wild ending and like it still even impacted me when I read it then. But it didn't hit as hard. Mm-hmm. But when you're reading it from front to back like this in a trade, like it didn't feel that same way where like it kind of felt like, you know, it's dragging. It's yeah, like yeah. just world building and stuff. So. Dude, it was frustrating. I will tell you, I was nervous that five took so long to come out. Like I started Me hearing too. like all these little rumors, like my guys at my comic shop were like, oh, it's because the team isn't getting along and they can't agree on this and they're changing this. And I was like, oh no, what are they going to do? Like, do they not like how it ended? So they're trying to figure something out differently. Like it should have been out by now and yeah. uh, really had me. I was kind of nervous. Dude, me too, man. And I remember, yeah, I remember talking to you when I finally picked it up. I was like, dude, I don't know if I want to read it. I'm nervous. Like, what if it is weird? Like, how are they going to end it? But, um, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about it. But uh, it's just a crazy issue after issue to get out, you know. Mm -hmm. It was too much. Yeah. It was really, really weird to have those long gaps. When you were a kid, bro... um, did you watch any of the animated stuff, like the older ones that were out when we were kids? Oh, yeah, dude. Saturday morning cartoons was my jam. 
Yeah. See, I never got into the cartoons that much. Like they were kind of on in the morning before school or something, but I was more of an Inspector Gadget kid. Like, I don't know why. I got into, but, uh, I got into some Gadget, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but when the movie came out, man, that first movie, mind blowing to me as a kid. Dude, like, that's I hilarious. Lost my mind. Yeah. I think I've meant, we've mentioned this before, but my son likes to watch those. And it's so funny going back and watching them. And, um, you know, brings me back to my childhood, but they're just so hilarious to watch. It's such an old movie and my son jams them and I'm like, all right, whatever. So cool that he does though. I mean, two and three were what they were. I think two is okay. Three is wildly bad. Uh, Just crazy. (laughs) They changed the suits. The suits look terrible. Like the turtles, you know how they looked. But dude, just, like just to focus on that first movie, man, when we were kids, like what you think of it when you were a kid? Like, did it blow your mind? Dude, as soon as you you're done watching it, you're throwing swords around and you want to wrestle people up like it just puts you on this, you know, like you yeah. wanted to be a turtle, bro. Yeah, dude. In the scene where uh, the redheaded kid, I can't remember his name, but like when he's in the lair, like Shredder's compound with mm. all those other kids and they're like smoking ciggies and playing arcade games. <laughs> and I remember as a kid just thinking like, man, that's so cool. And like I watch it today, dude, and I'm like, man, that looks janky, dude. Like stay out of there. You're going to get tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, dude. I hear you, man. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy that um, you know those are still around, and now that my son's watching them, and he he loves those. He he's been watching the animated stuff. Like out of everything that is out there right now, Turtles and Sonic are like his jam. And oh, so, right um, which I'm cool with the Sonic movies, but even the the shows now, like the animated series that are out now, there was a new one that just came out on Netflix, I think last month. Um, but they're just oh, the cool, rise man. of the TMNT. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And so uh, I got after this, too, like I was just diving into Turtles, like, dude, head first. And uh, I went and bought that entire 2012 run that Nickelodeon did. And, dude, I loved it, man, at the time. Even mm-hmm. my daughter loves it. Uh, and so that was a lot of fun. And I loved the the animation and that whole show. I thought they did a really cool job on the Turtles. Uh, they changed some of the story around, but I thought thought it was cool. And I really enjoyed it, man. And so... Yeah, dude, I love Turtles since I was a kid, kind of let it slide. But Last Rona, man, just brought it back in such a way where it's still still true, dude. Like, I have a Leo keychain on my backpack. I have a huge TMNT gaming mouse pad. Like, uh, and just like for the record, the comic book lair was like named with, you know, Turtle was a huge part of why we named it the comic book lair, you know? Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. And that's why there's the sewer logo and... So TMNT is a big part of my comic book, you know, journey history and my childhood, man. I love it. Dude. Yeah. I was stoked when this first got uh, announced and um, I loved every bit of it. Yeah, dude. So what'd you think when you, you first get it, you pick it up. And so there's a last, well, do you want to give a little overview or you want me to kind of, yeah, you want to take it, go right ahead. So you pick it up and uh, there's, there's one remaining turtle. Uh, It's like 30 years later or something. You're not really given a timetable. It's just far in the future. And um, he's on a mission to take out uh, Shredder's grandson, Mm -hmm. Karai's son, who is now leading the Foot Clan. And uh, go ahead. You 
No, yeah, keep going. No, yeah, you're great. And so he penetrates New York, which is all like sealed up now and in control by him. I can't remember his name, dude. Do you remember his name? Hiroto. And um, so he ends up, you know, getting in there. And it's really cool because he's talking to his brothers who have all died and they're like ghosts. But at this point in the story in issue one, you don't know who who the lone surviving turtle is. And I thought up front that was such a cool decision. So cool. Like driving the curiosity like that like really just got you, you know, didn't you agree? Oh yeah, dude. I remember, I can't remember what exactly happened when this first came out, but I didn't have it on my pull list. I didn't have it reserved dumb on me. And it took me probably another month or two to finally get issue one. And I stayed off social media. You didn't tell me. I was like, I don't want to know. Like usually I'm, I don't mind spoilers, right? Like I'm like, yeah, dude, you got to tell me, I don't care, you know, but this one, yeah, I, I didn't want to know. I was like, I want to find this one out for myself. I want to read this one. And like I said, it took me forever to finally find it. But when I did, like I, I was stoked reading through it that, um, you know, you weren't aware of who it was now going mm-hmm. through reading it. Let me ask you this before you get to the last couple, uh, panels and last page, did you have a feeling like who do you think it was? Like, did you did you have an idea? Like, well, going in, did you think it was someone? And then as you were reading it, did it change? And like, what, what was your thoughts? I thought it was was Raph. And by the time the issue was done, I still thought it was Raph because really he's so quiet, solemn, very serious. You know, going into this, uh, he just seemed Raph to me, like an older Raph, kind of like still angry, solitude. Um, driven by his family's purpose, uh, not fun loving, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he's, not yeah. techy, and didn't seem like Leo for some reason. I just never imagined Leo. Uh, I always figure like the leader is not going to be the last one alive for some reason, like the you know what I mean? Yeah, so when I was going into it, I, I thought. I was like, I don't think it was going to be Raphael because I was like, that's going to be, I think, too cliche maybe because he's always like the hot headed one, like the one with, you know. And so I was like, I I don't think they're going to do it as Roth. I was like, maybe Mikey, maybe Donnie. But I was like, I think it's going to be Leo actually is who I thought it was going to be. Oh, did you? But then now that you're thinking about it, like usually the leader, you know, he'll sacrifice himself for the team to get out. So then I was like, no, I don't know if it's going to be Leo. But as I was reading it, just, you know, as as you get into the story, you have this one turtle, but then he has, you know, three other turtles. I guess you can call them ghosts. um, Talking to him the entire time, right? Yeah. And as he's going through this city, he's on a on like a one way mission to get to Hiroto in the middle of town in his in his big tower. Uh he controls everything, right? He controls the whole city. His the foot clan are like robots now, basically. Mm-hmm. All and, run by um, uh Baxter Stockman's technology. Yeah. And as he's going through there and having these conversations with his um brothers. I got the feeling that it was Mikey before we, you know, get to get to find out. Yeah. But you do find out some cool stuff in issue one right away before the the reveal. I mean, you get to see April. You get to see that she has a kid. Like, all that was pretty cool in issue one. Yeah. And um, crazy, pretty much a crazy scene, dude. So he gets to, you know, Hiroto. And there's no way one dude can, even though, like, now, Mikey, it's in the future. Like, he's bigger. 
you know, you find out that he his huge. his mutinage has enhanced his you know, everything about him. He's stronger and just jacked. And um, I mean, I guess one thing also we can mention too is like this is a different turtle story than we've seen. It's a more mature hundred percent turtle story than we you know that There's has ever been swear words. Yeah. And so um and should we just mention really quick for anyone who's not aware of the turtle story that Hiroto is the uh, the clan uh so they're clan Hamato, right? Is that how you would say it? The turtles and Splinter? Yeah. And he's clan is I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh and they've been at war forever, right? And so now that this lone turtle, his whole family's died, Splinter's dead, he feels like it's up to him now to take out Hiroto because that's been the family's sort of thing for a long time is that they need to take out Shredder and his clan and that family to to bring about peace. Just if, you know, because I, we're talking about him. I just thought like maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, better. for sure. And so um, I can't remember where it was, but he's like on this one way mission to get Hiroto. There's no way he's going to get in there with how many foot clan soldiers, all the high tech stuff he has now. And he's just going in with, um, you know, his weapons and his bros. That's it. You know, he has a couple, I think, smoke bombs and and stuff like that, but nothing compared to what he's going up against. I know, dude. And when he walks into the, to that place where like all those robots are at the first time you're like, even his brothers are like, Oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. Yeah, man. <laughs> dude. It's like a suicide mission, which he knows that though, you know, even go, yeah. he even says that like, you guys all know this, this is, you know, I'm doing this for our family and you know, um, he, he, he knows. Yeah. But, and I just want to say up front really quick before we keep going, uh, this is just going to be a hashtag spoiler show. So if you haven't read oh it yet, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, you know, you might want to turn us off. But I think even if you listen to it, you'll still really want to pick this up. But there it is. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, I think people, if they're tuning into our show, no, we just, we throw it out there. We are um, spoiling everything most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of gets uh, beaten up pretty good. Dude, he gets beaten up to the to the point where he's just like, I'm gonna give up. Like he's he is about to die. Um, he he scrambles back down to the sewers and he's he's like gonna kill himself. So, you know, he's like, I'm just gonna fall on my own sword and be done with it. Go out with he thinks he's gonna go out with honor by doing yeah. that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And just really quick, if you're at all interested, there's some some dude did an animation of these couple pages here on youtube it's freaking phenomenal check it out just type in last ronin animation i'm sure it'll pop up but it's literally these couple pages here where uh what you're talking about yeah but um before he can do it um you know he just passes out and um some some young girl finds him you don't know who it is originally um and he has a cool like um this is one thing i I thought was really cool that they did in issue one where it's almost like He's with his brothers all of a sudden, right? He like flatlines. You think maybe he dies. He and um, he wakes up in his bed. He looks younger. He looks smaller, and he's mm-hmm. with all of his bros. You know, yeah. And um, just remember this because it, it, it again, like you'll see it again in, in a in a future I- issue, which is rad. Yeah. So before we keep going, I, I'm question for you is when you saw this, what what do you think this is? Is this heaven? Is this uh, like another kind of like a, you know, multiverse madness, Marvel style, like 
they're just continuing their lives somewhere else. Like, what what was your take on what was going on here? I thought it, it was like their version of heaven. You know, they're all together yeah. again as a family. And um, that's that's what I took away from it. Okay. But then, um, you know, you turn the page and um, he wakes up and uh, there's April. So now you know that April's alive and um, you, you find out it's Michelangelo. Yeah, because she says his name. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, talk about an issue that just gets you pumped and, like, ready to rock and roll, dude. Because I was like, I'm in 100%. The action, the art, the dialogue, it just felt like, oh, my gosh, the Turtles can be this cool. Dude, yeah, I, I loved it. And um, I, I like the more, um, I guess, mature style um, feel from it. Um just it was almost like they grew up you know like yeah and i i don't know it was it was rad dude i was i was hooked immediately and um i wanted you know now you know it's mikey you just want to see the revenge story go down you know you want to know what ha- what happened to his brothers where you know where's everybody else at and um loved it yeah man and so you kind of keep going and to issue two, you find out some wild stuff too. I mean, I don't want to go page by page here, but like, what'd you think? Like in the next issue, you find out how Roth died. Like that was nuts. Yeah. And I, I like how they did this. Like, you know, every issue is kind of like a, they, they continue the story with Mikey, but then they also throw in like, Hey, this is what, you know, cause he doesn't have the, the best memory of what happened. And, and also April too, because you know, when all this went down, they they all got separated. They were all trying to do their own thing, um, and so they they want some answers. And, and so Mikey's like, "All right, well, this is what happened. You know, Roth did this, and um, dude, Roth is the man, dude. Dude, hothead, just yeah, dude goes after Karai because what you find out is, well, I don't know, you know, they're ambushed kind of as a group as they're you know getting coming back to or they're going to april's house Mm -hmm. where april's literally going to tell them that her and casey are getting married which also blew my mind yeah yeah uh and you find out that you know they they got splinter bad and so roth's like this isn't gonna fly with me i'm putting an end to this now freaking goes on a solo mission to just take out karai dude typical Raphael. and he he does a number dude and he gets all the way to her takes out a ton of foot on his way but uh, it, it ends up not going the way you'd kind of think it would go because, you know, these are our guys. You don't imagine they're going to die. Yeah, yeah. And it was heartbreaking, dude. Like, here he is trying to avenge his father. And, you know, he gets his avenge, but, you know, at the result of his own death. But at least he does take out Karai, too. Yeah. But then that just opens the door for the new dude, Hiroto. Yep. Who's even worse. Dude, Hiroto is gnarly like he shut like look at new york where they're at right now completely shut shut down like he rules it like a, with an iron fist like a madman like i mean he calls himself a god yeah like, dude's in, intense man crazy one other thing i dude i really really enjoy and it, it um goes um like bits and pieces and issues when um i was gonna ask you if you like that how, how Mikey kind of tells like his story and what he did and the art completely changes. It goes like black and white. I loved it. I thought it was rad. Yeah. Cause what you find out uh, is that 
early on they're they're all at April's place and um Baxter's trying to get Fugitoid and uh he decides you know Fugitoid tells him like hey dude you're never going to get me I would self destruct before I let you get me mm-hmm. and and Baxter's like well fine and so he sets his Mausers to like self destruct all of April's building blows up and you know they die a lot of them and so Mikey thinks he's all alone yeah because at that point what happened was Donatello and Splinter went off to Japan right and so they were they weren't in the explosion but everybody else besides Mikey who was there so Leo Casey you know Roth not Roth Roth was already dead too so Leo and Donnie died in that explosion no not Donnie just Leo and Casey yeah because what initially happened was Um, once this guy, the, the Hiroto took rule, right? He was like, Hey, I'm tired of all this fighting. Let's do a truce. You know, we'll, we'll yeah, meet yeah. up in Japan with all of our clan and we'll, we'll settle this a- a- and do a truce and stop this fighting. And so they were like, all right, well, you know what? They didn't trust him a hundred percent. So Donnie and Splinter, were going to go to Japan. And at the same time, Baxter uh, Stockman was trying to get uh, Fugitoid, right? So they dip um, out of town to, to head to Japan, and then they're getting attacked um, by Baxter. And that's when he blows up the lair. They have this crazy, um, basically get attacked, like ambushed, right, as they leave. Yep. So <clears throat> Roth and Casey Jones, of you know, I mean, excuse me, not Roth, Leo and Casey Jones, being the leader that Leo is, is like, hey – Mikey, you get Casey out of here. You get Fugitoid out of here, and we're gonna um, we're gonna take out all this Foot Clan, right? So they start, dude. Him and Casey Jones are just two bad dudes, dude. Just those are some of the coolest fight scenes, I think. Um, not my yeah. favorite. I'll tell you my favorite later. But some of the coolest scenes <clears throat> of them going to town on the Foot Clan. But then that you know gets to what you were saying that Baxter is like fine if I can't have you I'm blowing this whole place up so he sends all these robots in blows the whole place up Mikey and April are able to get out but April gets beat up you find out that she has one arm and one leg missing right <clears throat> from and, the explosion yep from the explosion but um, that's when you find out that Leo and Casey Jones now are dead mm-hmm. and so you know that it's just Splinter Donnie. And um, Mikey, you know, that's it. <clears throat> and then then the, the story progresses and um, shows how... Um, Hiroto set them up. Yeah, how uh, Hiroto exactly set them up in Japan. When, when they, they land, they're going to go out and meet um, out in like, I don't know, like the woods or whatever. And they're, they're, they're going out there and that's, that's a big setup as well. He has all these archers set up and... This scene with Splinter and Donnie and the archers and both clans fighting is probably my favorite parts, I think, uh, uh, some favorite panels in this whole story. Yeah, and I love kind of what the new master of the Himato clan is telling Mikey, like, hey, uh, I can't remember how he says it, but he says, um, he says, uh, let me find it because it's really good. Oh, he says, there are people, creatures, teachers, warriors, heroes, and legends. Mm-hmm. And he says, your father was all of them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so, so cool that he said that. But, it, you know, because it's coming 
you know, right as he's about to tell him what happened to, to him. And, uh, I was a little bummed though, because Splinter losing his cool like that, you feel like he wouldn't, but when he's presented with, you know, Hiroto telling him, Hey, I just killed the rest of your family back in New York. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that he's going to go, go off, you know? Yeah. And, um, Dude, I, I just love it. I love how Donnie's like trying to save Splinter. He takes arrows from every direction. Um, just some brutal fight scenes right here. And even at the end when they fall, and you just see some of um their their um mm-hmm. other <clears throat> excuse me people from their clan like looking down upon him and his bow staff sticking out. Like you just know you're like, dude, like. Just crazy. Yeah. And so, but April has a really cool plan in place for how to take out Hiroto. Because, you know, as you said earlier, um, you know, the Foot Clan's mostly these robots now. Mm-hmm. And so, and then she knows that they're mostly run on Baxter Stockman's technology. And they have Fugitoid's head. And so they're good, but they know that Baxter Stockman is tracking it. So they, they got to power it on and get him to do his thing quick. But her plan, dude, is pretty cool. Didn't you think like that was a surprising, like cool plan? So to like use Fugitoid to like do essentially, you know, he turns into all those little nano things, kind of infiltrates the system and just shuts down all of Baxter Stockman stuff, which essentially destroys the whole foot clan yeah it pretty much puts all of hiroto's operations out of business immediately right yeah and um at first mikey doesn't buy it you know he's he's kind of reluctant to do this plan he doesn't want anybody else to get hurt right he thinks it's just his mission he's gonna do it he's kind of being stubborn um and this is like during this time this is when we kind of get to see the relationship being built between mikey and um april and casey jones's daughter casey Casey marie Marie. yeah you know and it's really cool which i really enjoyed seeing mikey who was always made to be the funny guy you know turning into now this leader and turning into almost like a master you know he's gonna be the sensei he ends up coming out and being like because at first he doesn't want to you know he doesn't want anybody to be a part of this because he doesn't want anybody else to die and he starts seeing something in casey marie um which you you find out later sparring yeah we'll talk about that a little later but she's just not she's not normal and he he sees that and um he ends up saying okay i'll train you I'll be your sensei. And so I love seeing this change of, you know, attitude and his, now his, his leadership and just him turning into that, um, almost like turning into like splinter, you know, like Mm -hmm. I loved it. Dude, that was one of my favorite parts. And I love it when, uh, so he and Casey Marie are having that conversation where he's going to finally be her sensei and trainer and April kind of overhears it. And so then April and Mikey have a conversation and April's just over the moon, dude. She's so happy for Casey, mm-hmm. you know, kind of warms her heart to see her finally have, you know, cause her father's gone. She hasn't had, you know, that figure. And, and she's you know, had she a rough was, childhood too, living under Hiroto's rule. Like they basically live underground and lead, yeah, try to lead this bottom. resistant. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. And so I love that part. It was great to see Mikey, uh, take on that leadership role and get to be, you know, the next sensei, like you said. Yeah. Loved it. 
one of the things that's cool is uh, Splinter left a journal and Mikey has it. And, you know, it's just a big training journal. Like it's everything Master Splinter could teach all in one book. But right at the very end, um, is just, Splinter scribbled no piece, N-O, like zero piece. Like there's no piece until we finish this. Like we have got to take out. Mm-hmm. There's no peace until they can take out the Foot Clan. Like, this is this eternal war between the two clans. And so it's this training journal literally, you know, meant to train up, you know, the Turtles and the Hamato Clan to take out the Foot Clan. And uh, it's just crazy, dude, because of the way that all ends up at the end. But just interesting. For Mikey right now, there's no peace until he can, you know, fulfill his mission. Yeah. It's like his destiny to kill Hiroto. Yeah. But what do you think? Um, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about here, buddy? <laughs> Going into the last issue, uh, like we said before we started getting into this, I was super nervous on how they were going to end it, right? Because you, you leave it, it issue four, you kind of get all the backstory of how everybody um, has died. And now you have Mikey finally kind of like, all right, I'm going to take you on. And, and train you i'll be your sensei they have like little to no time though right because they're trying to set this all up to take out hiroto uh, not only to you know not only for revenge but also to set the city free right because the city's under his reign yeah because one of the things he recognizes early on is like even though like you were saying he doesn't want these people to be involved like the truth is is that like you know this war the foot clan problem is bigger than the hamato clan like like he sees these people taking up their fight now. Like it's not just his fight anymore. It's, you know, it's Casey Marie's fight. It's April's fight. And so they should, you know, be able to participate in helping themselves too. Yeah. And he also realizes too, like they're family, right? Cause I, yeah. like a lot of the time he's just like, I'm doing this solo, but then they're like, no, like we're, we're a family, you know, like, yes. So really quick, talking about family, can you, you mentioned it earlier, but can you tell everybody that bit about Casey Marie and and what we find out about her? Yeah. So you find out that, um, since April and, um, Casey Jones spent the majority of their time with the turtles in the lair, like they were with them nonstop. They essentially became a big family, right? The, the mutinage that the turtles had, ended up getting into um, April and Casey Jones, right? They were just exposed to it for so long that they ended up getting some of that. So when they, um, when she got pregnant and had Casey Marie, I think April quickly realized that, hey, uh, Casey Marie is not normal. Um, And April was testing her blood and and found out that she has some of what the turtles have in her. So she's Mm -hmm. quick, she's strong, and Mikey realizes it really fast, like you said, in their first um, sparring session. And he goes to April and like, you know, you know, like, have you told her? And she's like, no, I haven't. I didn't know how to tell her or when to tell her. And so um, she's not a normal just – person you know she's got got some of what the turtles have in her which makes her pretty bad yeah so dude you get towards the end and you know their plan kind of feels like it's not going to go the way you want it to you know april's not showing up with her big old tank thing that she built which is super cool by the way and she's like donnie would be proud yeah yeah Uh, 
And so, but any, but it ends up, you know, Mikey gets in and he gets to face Hiroto face to face, man. And what do you think about how this all goes down? Yeah. So, you know, we get, we get to, like I said, we get to the last issue, man. And, um, before, before I get to the end, like you get a lot of interaction with Mikey and, and his brothers, which are pretty emotional, right? Because, um, Mikey's still struggling on, on this whole thing of like, he doesn't want anybody else to die. You know, his whole family's gone. Um, you know, Casey Marie is young and, and his brothers are like, dude, we were young too. Yeah. Like, what do you think we were doing when we were 16 years old, you know? And so here he is. I just love this opening page on issue five, dude. You just get Mikey. He's jacked. He has, he's full of bandages. <laughs> he just, he, he's worn out. He's beat up. And his brothers are just like in the background, like, dude, you don't know what you're doing. You know, you're wasting time. Why aren't you doing this? You know, they're kind of giving him a hard time, you know, but how did you feel about, you know, Mikey kind of snapping at him? Like he's, he's always, I think, kind of, you know, taking direction from everybody else. And now at this point where he's like the leader in his situation that he's at now, like he's tired of like. His, all of his brothers are just kind of like yapping at him and giving him a hard time. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And he's just like, tells him like, go away. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, it's sad because yeah, I was sad too. Like, you know, they're the brothers, you know, you, it's sad to see them in any sort of turmoil or, you know, infighting. Uh, but also like, it makes sense, man. If you're Mikey, like you've gone through enough, you're suffering with PTSD. Like the dude's gone through a ton of stuff his brothers won't leave him alone. Like he can't do a single thing without somebody questioning his decisions. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's just me now. Like you guys, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it's sad, but understandable is how I would say it. Like if I were Mikey, I'd probably be like, dude, I got to just think for a second. You yeah, guys be yeah, quiet. Like, yeah. And but so- what I will say is uh, what happens later when he's fighting Hiroto, like makes you feel good about it again. I'll, I'll talk. Do you want me to talk about that now? Yeah, if you want to get to it, basically, you know, we, he he goes again kind of off by himself. You know, he's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go face Hiroto by myself. Um, April and Casey, they're trying to get everybody out of the city and, and um, you know, trying to help the, the people of the city. The sewer, the, the lair is flooding. So April's stuck down there. So they're kind of doing their own thing. And um, when Casey Marie finds out, she's all fired up because she wants, you know, she wants to go and battle Hiroto too. And he kind of goes off solo on it again. He's like, nope, this is this is me. This is what I'm meant to do. He battles some gnarly dudes on the way. And then, you know, take it from here. He gets to, he finally gets to Hiroto and it's crazy. Yeah. And one of the things I loved is because it follows up that scene that we were just talking about with his brothers where he tells him to go away. Is that he give he gives Hiroto a jab or something with each of his brother's weapons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he's like, this is for Donnie. This is for Leo. This is, or that's from Raph, you know, whatever. And I thought that part was really cool. Yeah. Uh, to know that like, you know, even though there's fighting, even though he's like, wants them to go away, uh, dude, his love is in, is forever for his family. I mean, that's why he's doing this whole thing, but just to have that sort of, follow up him telling his brothers to leave and then to have him like this is for my brothers like i liked it yeah yeah it was not what do you think of hiroto's suit dude hated it i didn't like it either that was 
The one the complaint thing. I the one complaint I had about this whole story is I just wasn't a fan of the futuristic. I mean, it fit the story because of the time period and it's you know a, a lot of tech was was involved in this whole thing. So I I kind of got it, but I wasn't a fan of Hiroto's uh, suit at, at all. Yeah. I, I I wasn't yeah. a fan of it. I like the idea and the explanation of what the suit is, the right, liquid right. metal, how it, but it looked terrible. I, I thought it was going to be cool if like he was in his grandfather's suit, like original yeah. shredder suit. I thought it would have been so bad to see that. I mean, maybe with some upgrades, obviously, you know, but I, I thought that would have been super, super neat to be like, Hey, we have this huge legendary war between our families. Right. Uh, you know, and he pulls out like Shredder's original suit or something that he's maybe yeah. upgraded. And At so least the, the whole same time, color scheme or something. Yeah. And so that's what I was w- hoping to see. I, I just was like going through my head and I was like, dude, that would be so rad if they did it this way. Um, so that was my only thing that I just was kind of like, eh, I wasn't a fan of his suit. But I, I, you know, I got I got why it was the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. So they get into an epic battle, dude, like pages and pages dude, long. So uh, many pages of battles, which was rad, dude. Yeah. And it turns out, you know, like we said, uh, Hiroto's suit is liquid metal. And so Mikey's like just this whole fight in his head trying to figure out how to penetrate it, how to, how to, how to you know, get any damage in on Hiroto. Um, and he ends up finding some ways to like kind of get in there every once in a while. But it doesn't seem like it's working too well until that big flood kind of like, you know, and they end up in the dirt or in the mud. And it looks like uh, Hiroto's suit's kind of like short circuiting almost, you know? Yeah, they they fall out of his tower, which is a long fall. And um, they hit some stuff on the way down. And then that's when you finally see there's some damage on uh, on his suit. And my, uh, Mikey's like, all right, you know, like... He sees his armor self-repairing, but he knows, you know, he could get in there. He, he can figure something out for sure. Yeah. And so um, he grabs Hiroto and, and, you know, as his suit's kind of like malfunctioned. And this is when like Hiroto's telling him, ah, you're not going to be able to do anything to me. I'm a god. Uh, I'm immortal. And at this time, it seems like, and here's my guess. You tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like what Hiroto's doing here is trying to like power up his suit or something to do something, but it overcharges and ends up blowing up because he's laughing because he feels like he's going to do that. He's going to get the win here, but it seems like with, with the water on the suit and the mud and how it's already like kind of, you know, beat up a little that when he's doing that, he overdoes it and his suit blows up on him. And that's why in that panel on the next page, he's got a huge hole in his chest. Yeah, no, I would agree. Cause you know, they're both beat up at this point. They're fighting like in the sludge, you know, outside the city. And, um, Mikey's got him by the throat and he like grabs his chest. Like he has some type of, like, like you mentioned, like he's charging his suit up, you know? And dude, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Mikey just grabs him and like literally like suplexes him. Yeah, he does. And it just like blows up. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, dude, so, you know, what's funny is I was going to tell you one of the things I didn't like was that I felt like I would have liked it better if Mikey had a had a more of a direct kill on Hirotos to kind of like really feel like, OK, Mikey did it. But now that you mentioned that he's suplexing him there, I feel like that kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because that that makes me feel like it wasn't just, you know, 
don't know, because it felt like if what happened here is at the very end, you know, Hiroto just accidentally blows himself up, that like Mikey doesn't get to have that satisfying, like I finished it. No, because I, I think, like you said, he's he's trying to do something to his suit so he can regain control of the situation, but Mikey doesn't let that happen. He like slaps his hand away in that one panel, and then he grabs him and straight suplexes him, but then it causes that big explosion from yeah, the suplex. Yeah, dude, 100%. I'm so glad that you pointed that out to me. This is like my fifth time reading it. <laughs> and like every time I'd read it, I'd be like, God, I just wish Mikey would have had a more like direct involvement in in this. So it felt more satisfying, more of a closure. Yeah. But now that I see that that's definitely a suplex, dude, I'm pumped right now, dude. <laughs> Straight up, dude. A little, uh, little WWE style, bro. Dude, I got to start like looking at panels more carefully or something. Cause <laughs> that just changes everything for me, dude. Oh, I'm so pumped that you brought that up. Yes, dude. Heck dude, yes. I'm glad you love it. Yeah, man. So he got him, dude. And so he's floating in the sludge. And But Mikey's beat up too, man. That was a big explosion. I mean, the whole time he was getting just destroyed by Hiroto. Well, even on the way before Hiroto, he's getting walloped by all those big dudes. Dude, I and mean, the dude's well, taking a beating. One of the guys he fought, dude, was ginormous. And he had this huge sword. I thought that was pretty cool. Dude, it's so cool. And so, yeah, dude, Hiroto's done, dude. He's got a big hole in his chest. He's upside down. Mikey's kind of laughing, and he's like, some god. But Mikey crawls himself up to shore, and at that time, uh, Casey Marie shows up yelling sensei. But, bro, it's too late, man. Yep, yep. So she, um, w- one of the cool things that you mentioned earlier is that journal, right? So she she brings that journal, and she's like, I, you know, I saved this journal. I brought it here. Um, you want, you want to, since you kind of explained the journal, you want to. Yeah. So, you know, when, as you mentioned, like when Mikey goes off that last time by himself to take out Hiroto and in case Marie's upset, <laughs> one of the ways she finds out he's gone is, you know, she gets to the lair and she's looking around and she's like, Mikey left his journal here, man. He'd never leave it here. And so she's like trying to take it back to him. But Mikey tells her straight up, like, you're family now. Like you and April will always be family. And I left that journal for you. Mm-hmm. Like he the knew, ultimate he knew it was a move. suicide mission. He knew it wasn't going to come back. Yeah. I almost felt like I got a little teary. eye just thinking about it now and it got chills on my arm, but like, cause it's the ultimate, uh, like you were mentioning earlier too, dude, um, how Mikey gets to be sensei now. Uh, but he's the ultimate sensei dude, because he changes the last page. And he leaves his own note in there where it's not no peace, N-O, but it's no peace, K-N-O-W. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just freaking love it, dude. I got the chills on my arm again right now. Like such a cool moment for Mikey. Uh, such a cool moment for Casey Marie, who's struggling because she's found out, you know, that she's, you know, not, you know, she's a mutant too on mm-hmm. some level. And just so cool to to see Mikey tell her that she's family. She'll always be family. And you know what's cool is that when he's fighting Hiroto, I don't remember what issue it's in, but Hiroto tries to, because uh, I don't remember how it is in the Mirage comics. I know how it is in the IDW uh, comics, how they're all uh, related and brothers. I don't know how it works out in the the Mirage comics, the early run, you mm-hmm. know. But Hiroto's telling him, like, oh, you're not even family. Like, this is just some ragtag group of adopted kids with some weird dad. And Mikey says, no, we're family because we all share this the same mutagen you know this is Mm -hmm. what bonds binds us together and makes us family and so it's just really cool to see it ultimately play out here where it's like you know 
even though the last turtle here, the last Ronin is going down, like the family continues, you mm-hmm. know? I yeah, dude. That. And, um, so dude, it's, um, we, we end on, um, you know, April kind of just telling her friend, you know, goodbye. And, um, you, you flip the page and this kind of goes back to, to what I was talking about in issue one, you get this, you know, Mike, Mikey kind of wakes up in, in this different area. He, he's younger, he's smaller. All of his brothers are there, you know, it's like this, this little turtle heaven, you know, and they're like, about time you, you're here, you know, wake up, dude. Like, let's yeah. get moving, you know, throws his, throw, throws him the, the, his nunchucks and, and they head up top side, you know, they bust out of the lair and you get to, dude, you, who, who do you get to see sitting on the building, man? Dude, that part made me so happy, man. Casey Jones is there, dude. Casey Jones and Splinter, dude. And they're all just, you know, again, back together as a family. Eating pizza because there was no pizza issue one through five. Like, how bummer for Mikey. And so they're finally getting to, uh, you know, just take it all in. They're joking about farts and just being brothers again, man. Yeah, dude. So that that was rad. And then it says the end. But then, you know, you flip the page and there's an epilogue. Yeah, dude. I want to know what you thought is going down here. Uh, so you, you flip the page, it's an epilogue, and it's Casey Marie. She's still training. She's going through the journal. She's, you know, making her way through and learning all she can from Sensei Mikey and Sensei Splinter. And, uh, you know, April's still around. She's tinkering with stuff. And it turns out, dude, they've got four turtles chilling a little incubator. And uh, what do you think, dude? What's going on here? It's not going to be Mikey, Raph, Donatello, and Leo, right? It's just like they're just going to have some turtle friends again that they're going to inject with new mutagen. Yeah, that's what I, you know. Like at first, I honestly didn't know how to how to take it because you can't replace the original turtles. You and know? I want the story to be a. I want it. To, I don't want it to be a Marvel where like yeah they're dead, but they're going to come back. Like what I want is like I want this to be the end. Uh, like I, I want a finale to the turtle story. Yeah. I think that's more impactful. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. And and so I felt the same way. Like I was like, no, I don't know how I feel about that. But then um, they leave it open to where they could do something completely new, you know, like yeah. where Casey Marie is now the sensei and she's, you know, got the because there's always going to be some type of, you know, villain it's to fight or something yeah you know it's it, there's always gonna be that i don't know if they will do anything with it you know ever it might just they might have just left it off like that um but i'm okay with it you know like yeah th- there's there's who knows there's potential down the road to 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 do it i i was a kind of like i don't know man because that you know like what are you gonna do like i don't know the original are just i don't know you can't yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're trying to say. Um, I have some other questions I want to I want to ask you some cool stuff. I think to talk about it, a little bit more about turtles. I know we're really pressing time here, but um, what were your kind of overall thoughts? And do you have any like high points, low points, takeaways from Last Ronin and uh, anything like that? Yeah, dude. So I would say. Um, oh yeah, and a rating. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So if. Um, I think anybody 
can read this. You don't have to just be a turtle fan. Like it's one of those for, for me, it's just one of those like generational books that is just rad, especially for turtle fans, you know, like the art is incredible, you know, like I think the paneling was well put together. One thing I will say about the art and this it's, it's fun to be a comic book fan, but at the same time, like there were so many variant covers done for these and there was i would have went broke trying to chase them all down but some of them are incredible like some of the coolest art that i've seen done for Mm -hmm. these covers and it wasn't just like one issue like every single issue had countless variant covers that you could have got like some of the raddest stuff i've seen yeah dude i mean the list is ridiculous dude it's insane. Like you flip on the back of these books and you just see variant cover after variant cover, like 20, 30. It's crazy. Really quick. Did in any of, cause I know I got the hard cover. I don't know if yours does. Do, do any of yours show art by Jim Lawson, dude? Like I freaking love this cover, man. Jim Lawson. Let me look. It's so cool. Is I like, him, I want to find on a motorcycle. It. No, it's him sitting with Casey Marie and April and April's holding the fugitoid's head. Can you see it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that one now. It's very, it's very kind of silly looking, but I love it. The whole, the whole style of it's so cool. It's very, uh, I don't know how to, '90s kind of art style. I love it. But if you had to rate it, bro, well, what are you gonna rate it? So you, you kind of gave us some high points and low points, but what would you give it out of five stars? I didn't give any high points or low points yet. I just said the art. Yeah, was you rad. talked about the. Yeah, and then oh. you said that you didn't like. <laughs> No. Um, so yeah, the art I, I think was incredible. I, I love seeing the flashbacks. I love seeing the, um, how it kind of changed art when Mikey was kind of telling them, you know, where, where he went. I like that. I like the paneling. I think it was just well done. Like I said, the only thing I didn't like was shredder or not shredder was Hiroto suit, which whatever, it's not even that big of a deal. Um, but this for me, um, I'm giving it a five of five. You yeah, got to like, at least yeah. for me, it's, it, it's awesome. Anybody can read this. It's, um, yeah, just was a fun, rad, like darker side. Uh, and I loved it. Yeah, dude. hundred percent. What do you think? Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Yeah, dude. Um, I, to me, this is how you do a comic book. I think, uh, this is like, it's an overplayed phrase, but this is like a masterclass and like a five issue series, dude. Um, especially when once it was collected, there were some issues with delays when it was coming out individually, which I think hampered my enjoyment somewhat. And I probably would have changed my rating had I not been able to read it all through like this, but barely changed it. Um, but I, like you said, dude, I loved the the more mature turtle. Uh, it really surprised me, took me off guard. Um, I love the grittiness here, dude. I love the, 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 that we got to, you know, have to, uh, what's the right word kind of like, you know, tread through all those really raw emotions with Mikey and reliving how his brothers and his father died just was crazy. It made the story like, you know, all that much more impactful. I agree with you. I think anybody turtle fan or not could pick this up post-apocalyptic story. That's done right, man. Like family. Uh, I just loved it, dude. 
some of you know um some more of the my high points would be art like you said i thought the artwork was fantastic mm-hmm. uh i love those flashback scenes because it's just pure kevin eastman art and mm-hmm. i'm such a fan of his stuff i love it and it's just got that old school turtle vibe yeah you know time. mirage issue stuff um and i thought that the ending had a good payoff dude i don't think they could have done it differently uh, I do have questions about the epilogue, but I mean, I'll let it be what it is. I think you gave a good ex- explanation for that. Um, and I like that it kind of gives us a good sort of like wrap up to, to our, to our favorite brothers, you know? Yeah. Um, some of my low, I had one low point dude, which it doesn't exist anymore. Do you want to know? You know, I write this down in my journal here. Every time after I finish reading it, was it one the end until I was mentioned the, the suplex? Yep. <laughs> so I don't even have one negative outside of maybe like you said, he wrote to a suit. Uh, I'm giving it a five stars to me. This is a perfect comic book, man. I, I couldn't change one thing about it, dude. I loved everything about it. Like, and I'm not just saying that to be silly. Like I, like, like I literally sat here and tried to think, okay, like, you know, there's got to be one low point in everything. Like, what's one thing I didn't like about it? When you and like, literally I even, have to tell yourself and try to fi- like search and scrap for something that's you know you didn't like, like you know, then that it's something yeah. special. Yeah, and that's exactly the best way to put it. What you just said. This is a really special book. Uh, I'm so stoked to have it in the hardcover. Uh, so that's a ten, that's a five out of five. I almost did the wrong thing there. I almost broke my own rule. But that's a five out of five here at the CBL, man. Uh, get it, read it, uh, check out those variant covers. You know, blow your paycheck on them; they're worth it, dude. <laughs> every time, so every time I go into my local shop, they have some that are graded, and they're up on the wall for sale. And they even have like so. There's a local artist that I do just I think his art is fantastic. His name's um, Eric Henson, and he he has some variant covers up. And then he's done some like marquees on the front and signed them. And they're just, oh my gosh, I want to go and buy them every time I go there. And I, I'm probably going to regret it because there's going to be a day I go in and it's not going to be there. And I know every single time I'm going to regret it, not buying it. And so one of these days I just have to go in and be like, look, I'm, I am I just need to pull the trigger because, and you know yeah. me, I'm not a huge, like I don't have a you know, great, you know, graded books at all. Like I like you know, but this one, I don't know. There's something about it that just, yeah, I, I just love. Yeah. And I, you, you really turned me on to Eric Hansen's art cause you were getting pumped about it. And so I follow him on Instagram and stuff now, and he's even doing newer tur- turtle covers and he's become one of my favorites, dude. I think he's freaking fantastic. Uh, and I will say to you, I agree with you about spending money on some of these CG th- Steve things and stuff. Um, I think they're cool. I just don't have the money for it. And I'm a reader first and foremost. If I had the money, of course, you know, I would. Oh, yeah. yeah but I yeah. will say I will say this. I think even in, in a collection like yours or mine, there's there's place for that one special graded or yeah. slat, you know, uh, framed uh, cover that you just freaking love. And that's the thing, dude. It's funny because almost literally almost every time I go in there, unless I'm in some type of crazy hurry, I just have to go and look at it. <laughs> it's that cool, dude. I, I can't leave the shop without checking it out and seeing if it's still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And one other thing, which I think is the biggest win for this story is just how much, and I'm not talking a little dude, like this rekindled a huge obsession with TMNT for me. Yeah, Like dude. I'm all, I'm like back to being a kid again with TMNT. Like I'm, I love everything about it. And so when just this little like five issue story can do that, like again, dude, like you said, it's so 
special. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. it, man. But dude, well, one of the cool, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think I know where you're going with this. So go right ahead. Yeah. One of the cool things, like we were mentioning, we love the flashbacks and kind of catching up with some of the stuff that yep, was happening yep. with Mikey in the past is uh, it was just announced that we're going to get a new series from this creative team, uh, TMNT Last Ronin. I don't remember. Is it Last Ronin in the Lost Years? Lost Years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude. So what do you think, man? I'm stoked because there's those that time period where Mikey went away and he was just training and just getting ready to come back to, you know, uh, New York is what, you know, and and so we get to see what all went down in that time period. Hopefully, you know, when what all went down, where he was training, who he was training with, what, you know, what he was up to to kind of prepare himself to come back to see, you know, what we just read. Yeah. I can't wait, man. I hope that they uh, work out some of their kinks with the releasing schedule this time around. Yeah. Uh, and I, I also a, I also wonder if we're going to see like stuff with April, too, and what she and, and oh, um, shoot. Casey yeah. Marie went through, you know, because it's the lost years. I don't know if it's just going to focus on Mikey or, you know, oh, I hope yeah. it does kind of ba- bounce back and forth and being like, you know, hey, hey, this is what Mikey went through. But this is also what what April and um uh, Casey Marie went through because they were, you know, they were f- trying to lead this group of resistance for the longest time and thought Mikey was dead, you Dude, know, good point, man. so I think it would, they got, they can do a lot of stuff, you know, cause there's that big time gap there that yeah. they, they can, they, there's a lot they can do and I'm excited for it. Heck yeah, dude. Me too. Cannot wait. Speaking of other things we can't wait for, man, you got a, uh, anything coming out next week you're looking forward to? Dude. <clears throat> Next week is huge. Another huge week. It's man. just another awesome week to be a comic book fan. I think the 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 ones I'm looking forward to most. Uh, you know me; I'm a huge Batman fan. So, Batman the Night issue number nine comes out from Chip Z. Um, it's ten issues, so there's two left. Um, nine is dropping out. Also, um, Batman One Bad Day, the Two Face is dropping out next week as well. I picked up the Riddler. I really loved it. I can't sh- remember what team is on this one but um i'm gonna pick that one up as well the it, it looks super rad um public domain four and lonesome hunters four both come out next week um so those are a few of my top reads i think that i'm looking forward to next week what about you dude 100 agree on those we've got berserker 10 coming out so we're getting super close to the end there is it 12 start, 12 for that i think it's 12 yeah it's starting to feel like thank god i want to know how this is going to end because mm-hmm. it feels like it should have ended eight issues ago mm-hmm. uh so yeah you know excited for that but dude i'm super excited for vanish number one. Oh yeah donnie cates donnie cates and ryan stegman i ryan stegman is one of my favorite artists dude he's so so cool and case can spin one heck of a story dude big time yeah and that one just looks super fun dude so i can't wait uh we've got blink number three coming out that was that cool story i told you about i haven't got to read number two yet just came in the mail today uh little red ronin number three we talked about that last issue can't wait to pick that up dude uh i really hope you can find it man because i really do think you'd really like it uh little red ronin yeah we've we've got um this R.L. Stein comic book coming out that looks like it could be cool called The Stuff of Nightmares. The Goosebumps dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through Boom. So that could be fun, man. And then, dude, one of the ones I'm actually really kind of excited about uh, is Bloodshot Unleashed number one dropping. I seen the I cover got, of that. It looks rad. 
And like, I know Valance hurting, so let's get out there and buy buy this up, man. Who's writing that? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I know it's got some hype around the creative team, so I think it's some pretty cool dudes. Uh, anything we're, we left out there on the singles, man? I don't think so. I I know there was a lot, but I th- I think we covered the. I mean, at least I did the one the ones I'm looking forward to most. That um, but I think yeah. you got it. And then for the collected and and hardcovers, we've got the second volume of Berserker dropping, uh, so that'll be four through eight, I believe. And then we've got Bloodstained Teeth Volume One dropping. We've been talking about that here on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, dude, for you because your trade's falling apart. Oh We've got gosh. the We Live, and we love this story. Go check out our episode on it. Uh, the We Live Volume 1 uh, hardcover coming out. Dude, so. I flipped through that volume so much, my trade literally fell apart. Like, pages are literally just loose in there. I just have them shoved in there. It was one of my favorite reads, I think, of the year so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was just a, another, another one that... I thought was special to me. Um, so yeah, I'll have to get the hardcover because it was such and a cool far, book. The art is fantastic as well oh in that story. Gosh, so like the colors and um, it just a cool, cool story. So definitely we'll be picking up that volume one yeah. trade and for as sure. As far as I am concerned, we live volume one is where we live begins and ends. <laughs> gosh. I, and, and I hate, man, it just bummed me out. That was one that I couldn't believe that like, I just I, I couldn't get into volume two at all, um, no. which is was such a heartbreaker for me because volume one I thought was so so good. Yeah, and then another one, dude, that I thought looked really cool. Just you know, checking out the release calendar is this one I believe it's Dark Horse puts out called Last Flight Out Volume. I, I think it's just the complete story. It was a mini. Uh, and it's about a dad and a daughter at the end of the world trying to like reconnect, rekindle their relationship. And uh, you know me, man, mm-hmm. I'm all in. Anything you got with a dad kids and a daughter. And, yep, yep. That, that'll be a cool uh, one. So that should be cool, man. And if uh, you know you're looking for a place to get your books, uh, you know, check out coffeeandacomic.com. Uh, enter code Comic Book Layer in all caps at check in all caps at checkout and save yourself fifteen percent. Uh, Frank's a rad dude. I just got my shipment from him today. Everything's always in pristine condition. Uh, give him a follow on Instagram too. Uh, he's always posting cool stuff. He's got new release day videos and uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Check out check out Frank Coffee and a Comic. Yeah, buddy. Cool man. Well, uh, what do we got going on next week, man? Dude, next week we're gonna be doing what we do every other week, and we're gonna be hanging in the lair, catching up on everything we've been reading. Hopefully, I can get back. Uh, to you on uh, Batman White Knight. Super stoked to dive into that. And um, just catching up on our stacks, man. You have anything you're looking forward to reading over the weekend and catching up on? Dude, my stack, thank God we're doing a hanging because it's getting outrageous, man. But Do, do me a favor because I'm really interested. Please, please read the Lemire and Kent. I got it today. Okay. Oh, you're talking read Cosmic Detective. Yep, I want to know so much about that story. So if, if you right, get a yeah, chance, yeah. do us all a favor, because um, we we've chatted about it now multiple times on the show. Um, hopefully, I'm not the only one that wants to hear about it. But um, it's a you know it was a Kickstarter. I, I want to know what's going on in this world. Yeah, man, for sure. I got. I'll get into that. I want to finish. I got Ghost Cage as part of my graphic novel of the month club over at Comics Experience. I read the first two issues of that and I've been liking it. So I want to finish that. I've been reading thumbs. 
uh, the mm. same team that's doing above snakes. Yeah. Uh, it's confusing. You've got a lot going on. Right now. You've got a ton yeah, going then, on, my man. Then I want to do, um, I got to fi- keep up with that Texas blood. I want to read Ant-Man, dude. I got one and two. Um, I just, I got above snakes number three in the mail today. Uh, something wrong with everything we mentioned last week uh, for the, but dude, do a power bomb, man. And bone orchard. Number one, dude, you have your work cut out for you this weekend. So everybody tune in next week when we uh, go over everything we've been reading. Um, It'll be, it'll be a fun show for sure. And um, how can people keep up with what we're doing here at the old CBL? Dude. Yeah, definitely um, subscribe to our show. uh, Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Help us out there um, to get noticed. Um, head on over to our Instagram. That's where we're posting everything that we're reading, catching up on. And, um, we also have a link tree there. It'll take you to our website. Um, take you to our discord channel. Um, we have a lot of cool people over there right now. We're trying to grow that. And so if you want to join in on, on the conversation, that's something you can, uh, sign up for. And we'd love to meet you. love to chat comics with you and see what you're reading. And then also check out our newsletter. We've been uh, sending out our weekly newsletter that Kyle's been working on. Uh, super awesome. Just kind of get some some more details on, on what we've got going on, what we're reading. And um, yeah, we love to hear from you. So um, check us out. And we appreciate you. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Nerds.